Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you. Friday, this means we are 15 days from college, from the, the start of MSU's college football season. You're only eight days away from actual, real, live college football on your television screen. And if you're just looking for football to watch, I mean, tonight, a lot of high school jamboree stuff going on tonight. High school football's kicking up. NFL preseason. The the wheels are in motion here, buddy. We're we're getting it done. We want to thank you guys for listening to us, wherever that might be, at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcast from. We thank all of our listeners every day, especially our servicemen and women out there protecting us in the night. We want to thank our sponsor. In the day. Huh? Well, you know, in the day, I, I sort of have a handle on things. At night, when I'm asleep, that's when I need the protection. I mean, like, God forbid, nuclear weapons and things. Whether it's the day or the night, you're kind of in trouble. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun here. Uh, that may not be fun, actually. So I took a lot of I took a polit- I was a political science major in college, which you know, as you can see, my degree really, I don't have a degree, but it, it really worked out for me. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a advisor to podcasting mi- legend. I advise many. Uh, but one of our professors, I took a class called National Security Policy, and he made it very clear: there is no defense against nuclear weapons. There's only deterrence. So if somebody not launches a nuke, we could have the biggest army in the world. We're still going to die. It's just that's how life is. So you know. <laughs> well, anyway, no defense, not, not to make light of any of this, but we do appreciate those that are keeping us from getting nuked. Yeah, we, we could have just we could have just gone with what I said, but then you had to question me, and now now I feel like I had to defend myself. Um, I'm so worried that somewhere in there we said something stupid that like that, well, offended uh, America. First and I, off, I did not mean to do say, so. If saying I saying something stupid is it, that's that's our cup of tea. That's that is our speciality. All right, we do it every day. We've got people tweeting at us like, "Look, what are you guys talking about?" So <laughs> that was that, that made me chuckle. Yeah, if you live, if you look good in panties, you can make money. That put that on my gravestone. All right, <laughs> you're you're in charge of all that. You you make sure the headstone has that on there. Oh man. Uh, Thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House, who every time they probably listen to the open the show thinks, ah, why am I doing this? Why am I spending money with these guys? Uh, hey, I'll tell you why. Why? Because I had a a, uh, a friend the other day that, that texted me and said, I never drink coffee, but y'all talk about it every day, and I was in Starful, and so I went and got Blueberry Cobbler. Yeah. That's why we talk about it. We also it. ran into we, one of our listeners uh, out at practice, Cody Perkins, who yes, we see on Twitter, yes. who said, you guys turned me on to Churn and Spoon. And he said it's fantastic. So, And he also said that the reason he listens to our program is because he used to listen to Knock It Out Joel. So I'm just saying. That's right. He brought Joel Coleman. I brought, brought a listener in. Brought a listener in. So you, you get credit for him. There's no question about that. I think that deserves at least a dollar raise. Let's talk to our bosses. We'll see what we can do for you on that. I'm trying to make it happen. All right, guys. we got a good show. We're going to do box score today. We'll talk about the Arkansas game in just a bit. But first, uh, the SEC announced on Thursday. I had to think about that for a second. Uh, that the uh, the the coaches all SEC team out. Of course, the media team was announced uh, back in uh, in July at Media Days, and this one was identical to it with one addition. Now, see, this is the kind of research that Joel that that it, we need Joel for because I'm not doing it, and God knows my former co-host wouldn't have. <laughs> so, what's the difference then? Callen Hill was not on the media uh, preseason deal. They did a third team for the media. Mm-hmm. I thought they only did second. Chauncey team. was on it. Okay. Well then, they so, I mean, literally, this was okay. It, so you're talking about from Mississippi State? Yes. yes. Oh, I thought you, I, I thought I you had looked through the whole team. No, 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 negative, like, negative. Wow. I looked through Mississippi State. It, th- this is your <laughs> Errol Thompson, first team on both. Yeah. 
media and coaches. Yeah, I knew that. Cam Dantzler, second team on both media and coaches. Daryl Williams, second team, both media and coaches. Chauncey Rivers, third team on both media and coaches. And the addition, which came on Thursday, was Kylan Hill, third team. For the coach. I really thought you had gone through the whole team. and I was Absolutely like, not. Wow, Joel. I was, I was pretty impressed. I, you know, that's what – never say – You still – you Always still, you under, didn't even, under, you didn't, under promise over deliver. <laughs> that's what you – that's that's a key of life. You still didn't research even State's guys, though, did you? You couldn't have told me that. Well, I didn't know there was a th- – I, I thought there wasn't a third team with the, the media. I thought it was just first and second team. Hmm. So, no, I couldn't have told you. I knew Kylan Hill was not first or second team. Yeah. I knew that. Uh, but as Joel just sort of laid it all out there for you, Errol Thompson is your uh, your first team consensus first team guy. You know, maybe a consensus All American when it's when it's all said and done. Um, I had Kylan Hill as my second team guy on my ballot in in Hoover, uh, but he ended up not making it at all. So, I mean, it could be, it's just you really can just sort of reach your hand in the bag and just pick a name. You, you I mean you know that DeAndre Swift's first team probably Najee Harris, and then it's just. Okay, who else? There's, there's running backs. There's quality running backs yeah. at, at almost every team. Um, In my opinion, maybe mm-hmm. a biased opinion, mm-hmm. of that next bunch mm-hmm. that you can reach a hand in the bag and grab one out. Yeah. And it, maybe it's because I watch him, and maybe it's because I've kind of kept up with him since his high school days right up the road in Columbus, but I just feel like Kylan Hill is on that top level, and he's kind of overlooked just because of he was a little hampered by injury last year and he didn't get the ball all that much. Yeah, it's not a question of talent with Kylan Hill at all. And the same with, same with Dantzler. So Daryl Williams, and I mean, I think Daryl Williams is the guy who's probably going to stay at second second team because you know your first team center is Lloyd Cushenberry, who's at LSU. LSU is going to be good. They're going to run the football really well. It's going to be difficult, barring injury. It's going to be difficult to unseat him. Does it surprise you that Daryl Williams is getting this you know second team media no. second team I mean, playing a new position? No, no, because he had a good reputation already. I mean, didn't Elton Jenkins get some some love last year? Even though he was moving, I guess he had moved to center the year before that though. But yeah, no, no, he's a good lineman. Everybody knows it. The NFL scouts back that up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no surprises there. Um, Rivers is more a surprise than, than Darrell Williams, to be totally honest with you, because that's a guy who didn't I mean there's just not a lot of stats piled up on him. And in, in a defensive line uh, rich league that it is, which by the way, you know, defensive line third team, there's six of them. There's six of them. That means. All right, so we got six there. How many are on the first, second team? Four, and then four, four. So, uh, fourteen defensive linemen. I mean, why? Why are there six? Should be twelve. <laughs> twelve total. You know, four, four, four. And I'm also I'm one of those guys. I don't know about you, but I always pick two tackles and two uh, two ends. Yeah, I always go out of my way to do that. So like, Raquan Davis and Rashard Lewis. Those are your two tackles. Derek Brown and Matabuke. Justin Matabuke from AM. I don't know what Matabuke plays off the top of my head. Who who would I who did I have first team? I think I had uh I might have had Nick Coe, to be totally honest with you. That guy's a monster over at Auburn. Um Who has the best chance? obviously Thompson can't move up, but who who do you of those second team, first team guys, who's the best chance to move up? Or third team guys, I should say. I think it's Kylan Hill, to be honest. Best chance to move up, I would say I would say Kylan, but there is a chance that I think Cam could be a first teamer. Yeah. At the end, you know, when all is said and done, I, I just I re, I'm really eye on Cam as is a lot of folks. I mean, that's nothing new. Um, I'm interested to see how well Chauncey plays with no, 
you know, experienced interior linemen to eat up blocks and things. Like, yeah, I'm just interested to see how that whole, not just for Chauncey, but but in general, how, how states ends create pressure when you don't have like a Jeff Simmons in there eating double teams. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, was the Montez Sweat, and I don't, I don't think it was, Montez Sweat was a good lineman all on his own, but how much of a factor was Jeff Simmons in making Montez Sweat the beast that he was? And, you know, Chauncey's not going to have that. Chauncey in his limited playing time last year was really, really good. You look at his numbers for the number of snaps that he played and things. I mean, he he was a really, really good lineman. But then again, too, State was, again, ex- even when Jeffrey went on the field, had experienced tackles and things. It was, it was just a different front last year, man. So I'm just interested to see how how Chauncey's numbers and his production is affected by the fact that you have a lot of inexperienced guys on the interior of that line. Is that going to bring him down a little? I don't, I don't know. It may not. I mean, Chauncey is a talented, talented dude. He, mm-hmm. he may all on his own be just fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that he won't be, but it, it's hard for me to say for sure that he's going to bump up when I don't know <laughs> if he's going to get that help on the inside to to give him the numbers to bump up. Is there anybody – who's the person who didn't make it that has the best opportunity to be there on, on a postseason team? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking like maybe one of the linebackers. Okay. Like Leo or somebody. Leo really gay, yeah. Uh, couldn't you – I mean, I, I could just – I feel like that is the strength of this defense. And we've heard now Bob Shoup and, and Moorhead talk a little bit about how their guys on the second and third levels that they have – they will be able to kind of compensate for the fact for the losses on the on the defensive line. It kind of seems like this year's defense is going to be based around the linebackers and the secondary a little more, which leads you to believe that those guys are going to have more opportunities to blitz or make plays and what have you. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe this, maybe Brian Cole. You know, somebody now, like that. I had two names, and Brian Cole was one of them. Uh, because kind of have that Jonathan Abram like. Well, what is you've what heard is, me say Jonathan Abram like impact a lot in the last couple of weeks, but I could see him having that. Well, what does Shoop tell us? He says like, in my, in my defense, the safeties are the leaders. They're the yeah. guys are going to lead the team in tackles. So yeah, I mean, if if Cole is at starting uh, safety and he has ninety plus tackles to go with three or four interceptions and a couple of sacks. Yeah, he's going to be a candidate for all SEC plays. Or it could be Landry's. Basically, an MSU safety. Yeah. The other name I'm going to throw out there, maybe not first team, but if Joe Moorhead's offense is what it's supposed to be, then Tommy mm. Stevens will have that opportunity. Yeah. You know, he he could go I – mean, two is going to be the first team quarterback. That, there's just no question about it. Barring, like, injury right. in week two. And Fromm is a heavy sec, sec, favorite to be second team. But from a stat perspective – Fromm is not going to put up huge stats. He gets a lot of love. And I'm a Fromm guy. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he'll be a good pro. But he gets a lot of love because he wins. He racks up wins. But there's an opportunity here for uh, for for Stevens to rack up stats. And if he racks up stats, I think State will rack up wins. So yeah. there's there's some opportunities there from, as far as I'm concerned. Here, here comes one of our, uh, you know, how we go off on trail sometimes. Yeah. I mentioned Jonathan Abram a minute ago. You watch Hard Knocks yet? I don't watch Hard Knocks. You don't? I don't I, have HBO. I, I, I had HBO for, for Thrones, and then when Thrones ended, I, I canceled it. I'm behind, but I finally watched the first episode of Hard Knocks last night. It's mm-hmm. been on the DVR. And Jonathan Abram had me rolling. Yeah. Like, now he's the star, no question. Absolutely. He's he's sitting there. And he had the – I don't know if we you and I had this conversation on air or off air. Mm-hmm. But the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr had taken out the the ten, some of the rookies and things to eat. Yeah, and 
Abram was looking at like the menu, and he was talking about the salmon. The salmon? Yeah, oh, and yeah. you and I had this conversation. I, did, I was yeah. like, I grew up calling it salmon. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's salmon. Well, well Derek Carr was saying, you know, John, it's it's salmon. If we're, you're, you're a first-round NFL guy. Now you got to learn. You're going to be eating at some high place. you got to learn how to pronounce these things. Yeah. And, and Abram was like, I'm in a salmon. <laughs> did they stick Abram with the bill? Huh? They stick him with the bill? No, Derek Carr was paying for everybody. So that's not how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be the other way around. Well, he, he was... The rookie takes her, pick, picks up the tab. Well, John said that he didn't eat all day, so he could order the whole menu. So the car would have to. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, everything about that was great. You had Abram just sitting there, and I know a lot of you guys may have watched it, but if you didn't, I highly encourage it because it, it, John Abram is the star of the show, or at least in episode one he was. I haven't watched episode two yet, but but he's out riding horses and they're playing Old Town Road and oh and, and, and uh, you got John Gruden telling Abram to quit being so physical at practice. You know. Goodness gracious, we saw a spring game shut down because John Abram popped somebody. Uh, how many times through the years have we saw John Abram lay the lumber on some? Anyway, if you hadn't watched Hard Knocks yet, I'm not an HBO spokesman, but... Yeah, check it out. Go out there and, go out there and find that. Yeah, I might, I might have to do At that. least episode one. Episode two may be just as good, don't know. Uh, let's see here. we gotta, we got to switch, switch gears here. Let's talk about this box score. Let's talk about the Arkansas game. A year ago... Uh, this was MSU's. I mean, they didn't play. They couldn't have played any better. Now, part of that is the team they played was terrible. I think it's fair to say in this game that whatever MSU does statistically is. Mo- I'm very very passionate about that point. Evidently, I'm sitting there pounding the the counter. Uh, whatever they do offensively in this game is more about what Arkansas is unable to prevent than what MSU does, because I mean. They put up 52 points. They just they completely now part of that is because Arkansas couldn't do anything offensively. But here's a quick news flash for you. I don't know that Arkansas is gonna be able to do anything offensively this year. I don't see them being a whole lot better. They still don't have a lot of playmakers out there. Uh, their quarterback is probably gonna be Ben Hicks, who was never really able to be you know an All Star at Conference USA. Uh, then they might go to Nick Starkle, who got beaten out at Texas A&M. So. I'm not feeling the Arkansas revival in year two of the Chad Morris uh, era, which leads me to believe that this will be another game, even though it's on the road, that MSU is able to basically do what it wants offensively. It feels like it. You know, the only things that kind of make you feel a little uneasy about it is, until recent years, State never really had much success in Ar- in the state of Arkansas. Um, I think that has changed at least a little bit in, in recent times. But, but, yeah, when you look at the two rosters and you look at the two teams – I'm with you. I don't. I don't see any reason to believe Arkansas is going to be drastically better this year than they were last year. Um, I think that 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 Arkansas and Ole Miss are clearly the two cellar dwellers, you know, going into things in in, in 2019. And and look for all of State's question marks and you know what's the interior of the line and who's the quarterback and can State's offense get rolling? And I mean, they handled Arkansas a year ago with uh, you know an offense that throughout the year was up and down and stuff. So I I just, despite all the state's questions going into this year, I don't think that this is a game that you can look at as even questionable. Now you may get, we may get to that point and there'll be an upset or something, but if you're just projecting it at this point, I don't know how you could project anything other than a pretty easy state win. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent on the other side of the ball. Like I said, I don't, I don't know that offensively they're going to be very good. So, I mean, this could be a game where state, this might be statistically State's best game of the year against a conference opponent. 
could easily put up between 400 and 500 yards of offense, could easily hold Arkansas with under 300 yards of total offense. I, I, I don't see a whole lot in this game to make me think it's not going to be the way it was a season ago. Uh, in this game a season ago, Eris Williams had a nice game. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald had a nice game. Got to think that if you think Stevens is better and you think Kylan Hill is better, those two guys are going to have better games. This could be a, a Kylan Hill game where he's around 150 rushing. This could be a 300-yard passing game uh, for Tommy Stevens, assuming everything you know goes to plan. Um, and this is how you kick off November, which is a month where you have a chance to close pretty strong. Obviously, you finish. You know, you got Alabama in there, but you got a chance. You know, with Arkansas, Abilene Christian, and then Ole Miss to finish out three and one, and and finish pretty strong. Uh, for for you with with this particular game, running passing or, or is this is this an opportunity to be balanced? I, I mean, it feels like an opportunity to be balanced. I, I don't really see. I don't feel like, from what I know about Arkansas, that there's any one particular area of their defense that you can't try to attack. You yeah. know, I, th- there's no one that really stands out. You know, in the secondary that you think, well, might better, you know. Run the ball, and conversely, or anybody on the defensive line that makes you think, well, we, we, we better try to, you know, not run and see what we can do against. You just you feel like you can do. It just feels like State's the better team. Yeah. Period. And it feels like they should be able to, to do what they want to do. Uh, I, I know that Joe Moorhead would never sit there and say that. I mean, respect your opponent and all that. I'm sure we'll hear that all on, on that game week. But you and I can sit here and say it. State should probably kick their butt. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that they will. It's football. Any given Saturday, anything could happen. But you sit there and compare the rosters and the talent level and what you think is going to happen. And I don't like Arkansas's chances to, to stop pretty much whatever State wants to run at them. What's interesting about this game is State has a bye week after this. So this could be a game where if MSU gets up early, you could see a lot of substitution and try to keep everybody as healthy as possible because you know after that bye week it's Alabama. Um how far away is Arkansas? Let's talk about them for just a second. If I say in 2020, what are they going to be in 2020, uh, 2021? Oh, I was going to say it's about six or seven hours north. <laughs> Ass. There's one. Uh, I mean, look, Chad Moore's had a difficult job. Yeah. You he's recruiting there, well. He is. He's recruiting well, but he got in there and, you know, it's not like Brett Bielema had the recruiting charts going crazy he didn't and even what he did recruit he was recruiting that style of play that he liked and and which is a 180 from what chad morris likes to do so not only do you need to recruit better you've got to recruit a different type of player i think under chad morris and so i think you do have to give him a little bit of time here and i mean i think you do if next year you don't start seeing some signs of improvement uh i mean to me i think even this year Maybe you see some signs of improvement, even if it doesn't show up in the win-loss column. But if next year you don't start seeing a little bit of improvement in the win-loss column, you really start yeah, to get concerned. I don't, I don't disagree with you there. Well, Joel, uh, we got well, who's next week's box score? It'll be Alabama. Talk about the Crimson Tide. Uh, is that right? And then, hold on. Let me. We got this week. We got next week. And then the week after that's the game, right? So we are, but we're a week behind on box score. So we'll do. Well, no, 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 no. Never mind. We're not doing Abilene Christian. I'm not doing an Abilene, Abilene Christian box score because what's the point? Two shows in a row, Joel. We're going to close with disgusting food. Disgusting food news. Here's a headline from the Deseret News. The Deseret. Deseret. Okay. 
I don't. It's a, it's a Utah thing. Okay. I think it's a. It's. I don't know what it is. I remember interviewing a guy from BYU. Whatever it is, it can be no worse than an ice cream sandwich filled with hot dogs. Can it? Are you I ready? I don't think. Here we go. Here's the headline. Hey, another right, live call here. A live call here on Thunder and Lightning. They heard they. They're trying to stop me from talking about this. They're like, Brian, no, this is disgusting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have to live. We're gonna. The, the, the tease is real here. Hold on. One of these days. This is the second time. I'm gonna a, answer it one day. I was I gonna promise. say this is the second time in a week this happened. I want you one to day, answer one it. One day I'm gonna one day. answer it. How should I answer it though? Thunder and lightning. Th- I, I don't I th- know. Thunder and lightning. Yeah. Thunder and lightning. Thunder. <laughs> this is thunder. Can I help you? I'm earrings. Almost. We're, we're still going here. I mean, it's kind of like, do you ever watch Say by the Bell? You know, they had the teen line. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is someone calling wanting our advice. We have, you know, we should do that one day because we have this phone here. We just like, just take the calls. But we won't, I, I don't know how to put the calls on the air would be the problem. I don't want to take actual calls. We'll just get some fake calls. Well, whoever it is. This is, person is, is desperate to talk to somebody here at Super Talk. I'm, I'm not going to answer this phone, though. How, how many? All right, what's the average? What's the age of this person calling? It's got to be sixty-five. I was going to say it's, it's somebody. There that's... we go. Oh no no no! Nobody under the age of sixty-five lets a phone ring this many yeah, times. Yeah, that's a senior citizen for sure. I heard on the news that President Trump did something. Can you confirm that? Is it over? All right, it's over. You ready? It's gone. All right, disgusting food. Please news. please Here don't call back. Please please don't call back. Disgusting food news from the Desert News. Yes. Pumpkin spice spam is real. <laughs> I would. I'd rather have the ice. A hot dog ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Here's my problem with this. All right, I'm not big on pumpkin spice. I don't. I don't like cinnamon. I don't like pumpkin pie. To be honest with you. How are we making meat? It's meat, supposedly. Tastes like pumpkins. How, how does that work? The texture of meat, the taste of pumpkin. <laughs> the scientists were so busy asking if they could that they should. They never asked if they should. <laughs> this is this is a real thing. It, it, here's how: if you want it, ah, oh, my computer just just died. Ah. my laptop died. Got I've been meaning to charge that for like hours. Okay. Well, here. All right. Let, let's I, go I gotta, through this. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find the uh, thing here on my phone. Though. Let's go through this for a second. Do you sure. even have you ever eaten spam? I have eaten spam. I have as well. Yeah. And while granted, I do not desire any spam as a meal or anything like no. that. No. If you're just like famished and you have to have something. Yeah. You could tolerate. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Could you could you do that? I, I you fry it up and it just it's it, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, put some pumpkin flavor to that. No, I'm out. <laughs> True to the brand's roots, this is a statement from Hormel, the company that makes uh, Spam. True to the brand's roots, Spam pumpkin spice combines deliciousness with creativity, allowing the latest variety to be incorporated into a number of di- dishes, from on-trend brunch recipes to an easy pick-me-up snack. Let me tell you something right now. If I come to your brunch and there's pumpkin spice spam, I'm walking out the door. <laughs> nice to know you. Uh, the product will be available on September 23rd at Walmart.com and Spam.com. Is that not a spam website? Couldn't you see somebody who's like getting married in the fall and at the like the reception they have platters of pumpkin fried First off, spam? <laughs> if you, if you uh, have a wedding in the fall during football season, you deserve to have pumpkin fried spam. <laughs> 
You deserve to, have to eat that nastiness. Ooh, oh, my God. We have an autumn treat, folks. <laughs> Get your free slice. We got a million-dollar idea right now for Strange Brew. Don't offer this. Don't offer pumpkin spice spam flavored anything. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, don't make a pumpkin spice spam breakfast muffin. And we're good. We're going to be fine. And hey, going back to yesterday, Mississippi State, uh, you know, we always get our ice cream at halftime at the football games in the press box. Maybe yeah. they could have Mississippi State ice cream brine hot dog <laughs> sandwiches. I don't know. Everything you said was terrible. Right there. Don't ever, don't listen to Joel. All right. Oh, man. Monday show. We will have talked to Joe Morehead. Brian hot dogs. You remember that? Hot dogs. Brian hot dogs. Yes, I remember two things about Brian hot dogs. One, I remember uh, the 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 Stansberry, Stansberry YouTube. Yeah, yeah. That that, and I remember Jackie Sherrill's commercial with Brian hot dogs. From the Jackie Sherrill show that they would do on Sundays, because the tagline always got me. He's like, you know, how about how much Brian hot dogs mean to Mississippi State? You'd have to be a rebel to eat another hot dog around here. <laughs> always laughed about that. And I think the Billy Brewer show was like, this isn't the only dog rebel fans love to bite, something like that. <laughs> so yeah, I remember that. But yeah, how can you forget the juicy jumbo video? <laughs> On the recruitment of Renardo Sidney. That is an all-time Bulldog classic. That's right up there with Billy Jackson's fumble recovery, Mangum's uh, record-breaking hits, Masters Grand Slam. That is in the same pantheon. I'm watching that as soon as It's going to have to happen. Yeah. We will recruit Renardo Sidney. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah. God, I had forgotten about that, to be totally honest. Oh. All right, uh, Monday show, we'll talk to Joe Moorhead, so we'll hopefully... Man, we need football. We need something. We need a game. We, I know, I'll tell you what we don't need, pumpkin spice spam. <laughs> we don't ever need that. I, and by the way, if you want to send some of that, uh, my address is, well, I'll get you Ben Garrett's address in New Albany, and we'll put that out there, and you can just load him up on some pumpkin spice spam. Uh, Joe Moorhead, we'll talk to him. Next week, let's see, opponent preview, USM. Talk about Southern. Box score, Alabama. Mississippi, we, 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 we're a week ahead, but it'll be all right. Mississippi State, we will talk about the Bulldogs in our SEC preview. We will talk about the special teams on the positional breakdown. One could argue that we talk about Mississippi State every show. Well, we're going to get. We're gonna have to give official predictions. Uh, I've got the uh, some emails out for everybody to do our media poll, which we do every year. I hope to have everybody in next week, so that'll, that'll be a show. And Plus, Joel had a good idea. We're going to talk about this one day next week for sure. We've been talking about Tommy Stevens and Kylan Hill and you know all these guys. Who's under the radar? Who who are we not talking about that's going to make a big big impact this year for MSU? So that's all next week. Should be a great week as that will be the final week until MSU football is ready to start. And of course, we will have a real we have a game to pick next week. Oh, that's right. We will start our, our competition. A it's week Danny early. versus Manny, right? Yes, I had not thought of that, but yes, that's good. The Gators, and so and I will Hurricanes. attempt to take Danny down Joel Manny. this year. So I win no matter what, though, because Joel always he picked a good restaurant last year, so I get to eat. That's yeah. all I care about. But see how it goes. All right, guys. What's, what's a restaurant you hate in this town? Yeah, hate's a strong word. What's a, okay? Well, we probably shouldn't go that route. You can tell me off air. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to disparage the good. Yeah, name I don't. Of some I, because especially now, I don't know who wants to advertise. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, go to this place. Oh man, would you guys be interested in this? Well, we heard that you hate us. <laughs> You're going to go on the air and be like, yeah, I don't eat at this place. It's a pile of crap. <laughs> Something like that. 
I'm interested. Okay, I was like, "What is this?" In the in, there's like, I'm looking at the audio and like, "What are the?" That's where the phone was ringing. So it's like, <laughs> like, why is it so loud there? That's why. Guys, talk to you on Monday for Joel T. Coleman Woo! and for Pumpkin Spice Spam wherever it is. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Life on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.